Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason Podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. Man, it is April 22nd. I feel like I'm, when I'm doing this, I'm recording like from a bunker. You know, I don't know if you guys remember the show Lost. I don't know how old my people that are listening are, or if you're TV or entertainment people. But there was a character in Lost named Desmond. And he was, uh, I don't know, this flashed into my mind recently. Like there's a scene where he wakes up he like puts on a blender, he like hits a few buttons on the keyboard, he like gets on a bike. And then you realize over the course of this thing that he's actually like in a bunker all by himself, isolated from the world. And you don't really know a lot at that time, but uh, I've had these moments where I felt like, man, this is what it might be like for a lot of people right now, especially if they live alone, <laughs> I'm not alone. But um, it's kind of like there is this like repetition of every day is the same. And when I say, hey, you know, it's April 22nd and uh, we most people have been quarantined or some sort of shutdown for somewhere roughly a month at least, uh, some for longer, some for a little shorter. Uh, it's just an interesting place to be. And I feel super grateful and blessed that um, I have you know, family and friends uh, that I'm able to like be around in a healthy and a healthy way that's, you know, following all the quote unquote rules. Um, and it, it's brought something up for me a lot that I just wanted to look at, and, and there's no right or wrong here, but um, it's brought up a lot of conversations in my life about, like, about how we view humanity. And one of the things that I've noticed is um, we're never going to have like a, everybody agree on everything. That's never going to happen. That's just not a thing. I mean, life would probably be boring if we all agreed on everything and everything we all thought the same way but that we all view things so different and how all we approach things so different. Whereas like my mindset through this is what do we have to do? What's the best thing for everyone? Like how do we keep people healthy? How do we keep people like making money instead of like, what's the best thing for me? Like I feel like in this situation, like, Hey, I'll be all right. I'll figure it out. And how do we focus on others? And I don't know what the right answer is. And I, and I think what breaks my heart a lot when I look out at the world, whether it's the media or I read about it, or I read people on social media, is that it seems like a lot of people are like really focused on them. Like what's the best thing for them right now? And while I get like that we have to take care of ourselves, you know, if we all just do what's right for us. Like I heard somebody saying, well, I should be able to go back to work because if I get sick, that's my problem. Maybe. But if you get sick and then you have to go to a hospital and you can't pay your hospital bill, well, then it's my problem because my taxes have to do it and, and who else do you get sick and whatnot. And so I really want to stress like there's no right or wrong, but I just think it's a really cool place to look at like how do we view life and are we viewing life like is it a way that's working for us? Is it working for our community, our family? And again, you only you can decide that, but it's definitely opened up a lot of conversation for me and, and with some of the people that I know and love. Um, I want to jump in and introduce you to my guest. I'm curious his take on this and where he is at in his life with his family. So my guest today is Mike Young. He is known as the makeover master. When I was first introduced to him, I was like, am I going to, is this going to be like a, like, he's going to do like skincare, do my hair, not the kind <laughs> of makeover we are talking about. Um, he spent almost nine years and hundreds of thousands of dollars reading books, going to seminars, um, buying products and courses to really cultivate his kind of wealth of knowledge and his expertise to really support people to make over their brand and their business to really change their life and make them, I want to say like the most powerful and successful entrepreneurs that they can be. Uh, Mike, welcome to the Dream Mason podcast. Thanks for being here. Uh, Alex, it's my, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. 
Yeah, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, it's weird times we're living in, right? <laughs> it's crazy weird. It also makes me feel weird to say that I'm like, you just said I'm great. And I love that. And sometimes <laughs> it feels weird, right? Because like, a lot of people aren't. Yeah, you feel guilty. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. No, man, I, I think you, you know, you nailed it on the head. I think, I think it's very easy when things, um, you know, human beings fall into patterns, you know, we, we crave this pattern, this certainty in our, in our lives, because, you know, if, if things are certain, it means we're not going to die. And, uh, when things are uncertain or, or we do feel lost, like you mentioned, um, you know, that creates a lot of fear with people. And, and we begin thinking about literally survival, you know, and so we, we become very selfish. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of my clients, uh, we're talking about the very same things is how do we, how do we reframe our mindset and our view of the world so that we can uh, help other people right now? How, you know, become a leader instead of uh, wandering around complaining about all the things that we can't control right now. How did you, well, let me ask you, before you even get to like how, where your background and, and your story, how has this actually impacted your family, your clients? You know, you shared with me before we hit record that you have a wife and two kids. What's the, what's, what's been the biggest kind of hit to all you guys? I, th I think the biggest thing, um, luckily, you know, I work, I work from home. So if there's some background noise or whatever, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's the biggest impact is that the kids, uh, don't have school for the rest of the year. Um, my wife has a, a job at a local chiropractor office and, and her schedule has shifted quite a bit and they've got, um, a lot of, a lot of rules in place around social distancing and those types of things. Um, it hasn't impacted the business very much except in a positive way for me. Um, I, I really feel like my job is to help solve problems. And like you said, help, help people become the best versions of themselves. And, and it's opened up opportunities. If anything, it's opened up more people, um, realizing how on the edge they were either with their mindset or their business or their living paycheck to paycheck or whatever it is. And, and so there's a lot of opportunity to solve problems right now. Um, but definitely I've had to adjust my schedule. Um, my design team is in Serbia and they're going through like five day periods where they're, they're quarantined. They're not allowed to come out of their house or they go to jail. Um, my lead, uh, developer, website developer is in India and he's been stuck in his parents' hometown for a little over 30 days now. Um, and so it's impacted all of us. We've, we're all having to, to shift schedules, shift our mindset, um, and stay strong during, during an, a dynamic and evolving market. Is there, well, you know, I started, I'm curious like what you're doing. I started a, uh, a group with uh, two other, one is a, is a doctor and one is an expert on like mindfulness and Ayurvedic and more Eastern philosophies. Mm -hmm. And we created a group called 30, um, sorry, how not to lose your shit and other mindfulness tools. And it's a 30 day kind of challenge that we created for free for people to really help them gain foundation, right? We really recognize that like, you know, if your mindset is off, if your fitness is off, if your well-being is off and spiritually, sexually, relationship, and this is going on, it's only going to make things a lot more challenging for you. Mm. And so we created this to really help people create some foundation in their lives. Like it, it actually just started this month in April. Um, are, what are you doing to kind of keep yourself and your family, you know, going forward powerfully without falling into the traps that like, you know, the media or the negative friends or, you know, whatever's out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it always comes back. One of the things I'm, I'm pretty good at this stage of my career is being able to look at complex situations and, and bring them back to the basics. And so, so I practice what I preach when it comes to our family and stuff. When people tend to fall into patterns where they are feeling lost or isolated or powerless or confused. Uh, it's almost always a clarity issue. It's a, a clarity issue around what, what are we trying to create here individually? What are we trying to create as a family? Um, and then 
And then if you can build that solid foundation, then you can begin to ripple out. What are we trying to do as a company? What are we trying to do as a community? Um, and so, so when I watch my family and, and if, if we tend to have those moments where we feel like things are out of balance or not working, we, we sit down and we try and get clear uh, because clarity is, is everything. And in, in not only entrepreneurship, but in your own life is, is when you're clear on what you want and the results, then you can reverse engineer the process and start to build your daily habits, your routines and your patterns around just almost guaranteeing that you achieve those results. Um, and so we're doing, I, I think a couple of things that we're doing maybe a little bit more than normal is we're communicating more. We're having more nights together. And I think, I think especially when you talk about family or teams or, or businesses, um, almost all problems stem from lack of communication. And, and so we're, we're just communicating a lot. We're, we're checking in on our emotions, asking how we're feeling. And we're, we're certainly not watching the media. Um, we, we maybe check in 10, 15 minutes a day on media just to see if there's any big, you know, here's what, here's what we're recommending you need to do in your state type of thing so that we're respecting other people's viewpoints. We're respecting the rules. Um, but we're, we're not watching a lot of media for sure. Let's talk about like your background. You know, I shared in the, in the intro, you know, you spent, you know, almost a decade and a lot of money mm -hmm. kind of teaching yourself, educating yourself, learning, reading, what inspired this? Like, where did this even, like, why, why didn't you just keep doing what you were doing? <laughs> God, that's a really good question. <laughs> Especially at this stage, I look back and I'm like, is it, you know, you, you question yourself, was it all worth it, you know, sometimes? Um, you know, I think it, it began around 2004. Um, I, was, I was young, I was arrogant, um, I had a lot of money. Um, but behind the scenes, you know, my relationship was falling apart. Um, I wasn't happy. I had kind of I built that uh, quote unquote American dream, you know, go to high school, go to college, uh, create a company, uh, make lots of money, have a big house, two cars, wife. And, and I just found myself in a place where I wasn't happy. Um, and so I, I felt like I was beginning a journey of maybe self-discovery, um, but but it was more of, I want to get somewhere other than where I'm at because I'm where I'm at, I'm not happy. And I, I couldn't even really figure out why I wasn't happy. Um, and so I began reading books and kind of going down that personal development rabbit hole. Um, I was still running a company uh, at the time. We, we built a mortgage company from scratch to, you know, 10 offices, 250 plus employees. And so I was, I was reading a lot of books um, in personal leadership, personal development, how to run teams, a lot of finance books. And I found myself in 2008 um, with the mortgage company went under during the housing crisis. And I found myself kind of alone in my office thinking, hey, I wanna, I wanna kind of live that entrepreneurial dream with less complexity here. Um, and I'd already been four years into the process of reading and going to, going to events and buying courses and, and really learning this, this online business game you know, at the time. Um, which is now just you know, our normal, right? It's like, you don't, nobody says online business anymore. It's just your business. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, I, I thought it was going to be easy because I'd built a big company. I thought it was going to be easy to do something small. And, and the more I tried, the more I struggled, like I fell into this process of creating an idea, creating a business around it, a logo and a website and some social media. And then, selling it, selling the idea. And uh, I, I ended up creating over 50 different businesses between 2008 and 2014. And uh, the majority of them flopped, you know, so I, I became, I became intrigued and fascinated with the process. Why, why did 47 of these companies fail? And why did three take off? What were the differences between the two? Um, and then I, and then I wound up, um, you know, I think Tony Robbins says it, you know, you only, you only really change if you're in a place of um, going after something that you find tr tremendously pleasurable 
um, or if you find yourself in a place of tremendous pain. And so in 2014, after all this money and, and I was essentially taking all my profits and dumping it back into my self-knowledge, uh, my business still wasn't working quite right. And I couldn't figure out why I was depressed. I was frustrated and everything that comes along uh, with real entrepreneurship is, is it's frustrating when you're working so hard and, and things aren't working. What were you said? You had, you, you said a couple things that I want to get like some kind of uh, specifics on the first was what are the like best books that you read or recommend now? You know, I don't have a number, but throw out a few of them. There's so many good ones. Um, and I think it depends on what you're after. Um, I think if you're, if you're after kind of a lifestyle, like a lot of entrepreneurs are where they, they want, what they're really craving is freedom. Um, and freedom is, is simply the choice to live your life the way you want to live it. Um, one of the best books I've ever read is how I found freedom in an unfree world by a guy named Harry Brown. It's, it's a, a crime almost that that book's not more popular. Um, there's a book called the diamond cutter, um, which is all about, uh, you know, Buddhist principles and Eastern philosophy and how it ties into business. Um, some of the great ones like Napoleon Hills, uh, the laws of success is a, a 1200 plus page, uh, beast that, that ultimately got refined down into think and grow rich. Um, and, and then on the business side, there's, you know, there's so many good books. I, I, I've, I find myself falling into patterns of, of really following authors nowadays. I follow a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff, Cal Newport, Mike Michalowicz, um, you know, and so Joey Coleman, um, and Jeb Blunt, you know, those are, those are authors that I follow and, and, if they put out a book, I tend to read it. How do you, you know, I think this is a, a cool, I never, I don't normally ask people this, but I'm curious how it impacts. Cause I notice that the more I delve into a world of essentially trying to become my best self, mm. um, right. I, I think sometimes we get, people get confused. Like we're not trying to make me or anyone else, someone else to make me my best self, right? Like it's there. It's just like, how do I become my best? And I think sometimes someone like you, you know, who does what you do and I do what I do, it can be easy trap to fall in to want to do that with the people that we know and love that are the closest to us. Mm. I'm curious, like how that works, like in your dynamic with your wife, like, or even with your kids, like, how do you be Mike Young, the dad, Mike Young, the husband and not Mike Young, the makeover master with your kids and your wife? I, th I mean, I think it's an understanding. Um, you know, one of the traps that I fell into that you, you kind of mentioned there was I was always trying to get somewhere. I was always trying to get somewhere else or be somebody else or, and, and the shift for me when things started working was when I accepted myself for who I was. And, uh, it was almost, it felt like a process of kind of falling in love with yourself again and, and just accepting who you are. And when it comes to my wife, my kids, um, I accept each individual for who they are, their strengths, their weaknesses. And, and I don't, I don't try and change other people. I, I, a lot of times, especially in my work, I try and bring out something that's, that's already inside of them. It's not, I'm not trying to change them necessarily, but so many people don't, they're not in a place where they would say that they're living their best life. And they feel like they've kind of lost their groove or lost their, their, they've fallen off the path, so to speak. And so a lot of times I'm helping people do one thing, which is, is kind of reclaim, reclaim who they already are, who they, they, that kind of inner child that's dying to come back out. Because I, I think there's a process with society and how we go through elementary school and how we're raised to follow the rules and shut up and sit down in class and all these things that somewhere along the way, we're kind of told, don't do that a lot. Don't do that. Don't speak up in class. Don't rock the boat. And, and so I try and let everybody be their own individual. And, and I try and help my clients realize it's okay to rock the boat if you're going after what you want, if you're having a positive impact on the world and others. Um, it's okay to be a little bit selfish so that you can turn the cup around and be unselfish at some point because, because your cup is full. That's a really, I love that you brought that up. You know, I find that a lot of people, 
view being selfish as this. We're taught that being selfish actually is just like this terrible thing. Mm. And you just painted it in a completely different way. Like what's your, how do you actually paint that for people? Like when, when people say, well, I don't want to be selfish. Like mm. how do you shift that mindset that selfish isn't a actually a bad thing? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's all in how you reframe this. So much of the game is played between our ears and so much is, is just about how you reframe the conversations to make sense to not only get what you want, but get what others want too, and kind of create this win-win environment all the time. Um, it reminds me of the science of getting rich by Wallace Waddles. Um, written in 33, but he essentially says your job is to get so wealthy that you can impact other people. It's kind of the Bill Gates, Warren Buffett philosophy. Uh, I'm going to make so much dang money that I can give 90% of it away. And, and so that's how, that's how I think about it is, is it's very difficult to impact others in a positive way. If you're if your mindset is wrecked, if you're scrambling around uh, worried about the, the lights getting shut off, if you're, you know, if you're not doing the right things, it's very tough to help other people. Um, and that's what I see a lot in the marketplace. So many coaches trying to coach other people before they've coached themselves. Do you have your own coach? Or I do. I do. I have two. Um, well, I wouldn't call them coaches. I have two mentors. Um, one is in he is an absolute wizard in the areas of marketing copywriting human psychology uh advertising and i have one mentor that is strictly mindset um and he's a you know hypnotherapist nlp nice. uh you know he uses a lot of different modalities so i have those two specific coaches because when i got to 2015 and things still weren't working, I realized it was two things. I realized that I had some significant mindset issues from the loss of my company in 2008. And I realized I really didn't know what I was doing when it came to marketing, copywriting, and advertising. Um, I'd spent so many years, and this is what I see a lot of times, is we spend sometimes five to 10 years perfecting our craft. Um, let's just say that you make coffee for a living. You, you, you spend five to 10 years becoming the best dang coffee maker you can become. And at some point you realize, okay, now this is a real business. I'm really good at what I do, but now I have to spend the next five or 10 years to become an expert in copywriting, marketing, advertising, all these other things that come with it. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of what happened for me is I got really good at certain things but I still didn't know how to market or advertise the business in a way that brought in leads and, and customers consistently. I find that I, I meet so many people who want to get better, want to have big goals. And when you look at whether they, you know, have a coach, a therapist, a mentor, spend money to go to conferences or, you know, do a new program. One of the things I all often hear from people is like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that yet. You know, when I get to a certain level, then I can do that. Then I can pay for that. I can't afford it right now. I need to spend my money on whatever. What has you, what's had you choose and not from, we could talk about why other people may or may not, but I'm really curious. Like you were somebody who spent a lot of money. Where did you, were you able to see that like, Hey, I actually need to invest in myself to get myself where I want to go. I, th I think at the core level, it comes down to kind of what you, you hinted at there, which is a belief in yourself. And um, you know, when it comes to pulling money out of your wallet to invest in something, you really have this core belief that you're going to figure it out or that you're, you know, if I invest in this, it's going to impact my life and other people's lives in a positive way. Um, and the people that aren't able to pull out their wallet and invest in themselves, oftentimes it, it comes down to that is they, they either have a tremendous fear of failure. And so if I buy this course and then tell my family that I'm creating this thing and then it fails, then I look like an idiot. Um, or um, fundamentally deep down, they, they just don't believe in themselves enough yet. They don't have confidence that they can actually accomplish what they're, they're setting out to do. And so they don't, they don't pull out their pocketbook. 
And, and ultimately that's, that's what cost me so many years was not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's ego. I would say maybe pride or maybe how I was raised is I, I didn't stop and ask for help. Um, I was going to figure it out. I was going to figure it out on my own. I wasn't going to ask anybody for help. And so I was the guy driving around town, you know, not just stopping at the gas station to ask for directions. Um, and so that's what I see a lot of times is, is when it comes to investing in myself, I always just believed that the next thing was going to lead to the next thing. And I know that's, that's kind of vague, but it's, it's somewhere along the way, I realized that this journey never ends. That it's, there is no place to get to. There is no, I buy this course and everything will change. There's, you know, um, the future casting of, well, if I, when I get 10 grand in the bank, then I'll do this with my business. There's, there's never this magic moment where everything clicks. It's just, it's, you've got to fall in love with the process of, I'm going to take the best action that I think is going to serve me and my clients and my company and my family the best. And when I encounter obstacles, I'm going to figure out ways to overcome them. And I, I got lucky. I had a very, very deep reason why I was doing all this that got me through some really, really dark times. You know, it just, it was, if you can kind of have this underlying reason why you're doing things, you can make it through the tough times. Are you open to sharing that? Like what the, what that reason was and, mm. and, and how it helped you get through like a specific dark time? Yeah. I mean, I think it sounds so, you know, it's, it's like I always uh, tell people, it's like all these little cliche quotes and stuff sound so lame until you realize that most of them are actually true. Um, but one of them is like, if you have a big enough why, you can make it through anyhow, right? Um, my why, my deep down underlying reason was that if I, I knew that my kids were essentially going to become what they model in their parents, what they see their environment uh, on a daily basis, that's essentially what they're going to become. It doesn't matter what you tell kids. It matters what you do. And in my mind, I had told myself a story that if I quit going after what I wanted with my business and my life and my entrepreneurship dream, that it shows my kids what it looks like to settle. It shows, you know, to get a bank job and a gold watch and a 401k loan, that was, that was kind of like nails on a chalkboard to me. But if I did that, it shows my kids what it looks like not to go after your dreams. And so that was that thought of showing my kids what it looks like to quit or settle or um, not go after something that you really want um, was way more painful than actually quitting itself. And that's that's what got got me through some really dark days for sure. So having so much like behind you now. And so much like on the other side, you know, if you go to your website, something that's really cool. And I, I mean, I think I can, I think I have a lot of people that have given me testimonials mm. and I scroll through and this is like just incredible to see. There's just video after video after video. And then there's, you know, text message after text message after text message and chat. Like there are just so many people singing your praises and the work that you, or the way that you've supported and helped people. What's next for you? Like, what's the next big, crazy, you know, audacious, scary goal that you're up against? To be honest, I'm, I find myself in this, in this really weird because for so long, I was desperately trying to get somewhere to improve whatever. And, and I find myself in this phase where it's about uh, impact and simplification and building systems. Um, I, I'm still, I think the one thing I'm still working on is trying to protect my own mindset, my own daily routine and my own energy in a way that I can show up consistently. Um, we all have good or bad days, obviously, right? It's like, we all get blue. Sometimes we all, we all have days that we think are great. And so I'm trying to kind of, perf I wouldn't say perfect. It's not, it's not a perfection thing. It's just like, I'm trying to find my, my version of perfect. Um, so I'm not looking to create, you know, I kind of, I've run events. I've, I've started the podcast. I wrote a book. I did those types of things. And I've, I've I don't feel like there's some major thing I'm trying to take over. It's, it's really just about how can I, how can I show up every day and have greater and greater impact with my clients 
um, without throwing the rest of my life out of chaos at this point. What do you see as like the, the biggest area that you need to improve or shift or transform for you to get to like that next level, like personally? If I could figure out a way never to sleep. <laughs> um, okay. I, you know, I, I honestly, I don't, there, there's not much. I, I feel in like I'm in a really good place. Um, you know, this, this whole COVID thing, if anything, it's kind of just reinforced, like you said in the beginning, it's reinforced our humanity a little bit. It's reinforced what some of our values, like what's really important to us. It's helped us as a family kind of realign our vision um, and, and just eliminate some of the noise that, that gets built up. You know, sometimes it's, as, as you go through this journey, um, kind of like when you live in a house, you know, five years later, your garage is full of crap and it's just the clutter and stuff that accumulates over time. Um, and I, and I think that's really it is, is how can I continue to kind of remove the clutter and have more impact and, and do these things in a repeatable way. Um, and not, I mean, I guess I'm very comfortable at not knowing what the outcome is going to be as well It's like, how do, how do we make a whole lot of money so that we have choice and flexibility of how we spend that or how we impact the community or how I impact my clients. Um, and so it, again, it kind of comes back to this, this mentality of how do we go through another season of a little bit of selfishness, um, while helping other people so that we can build, build greater reserves and accumulate more assets so that we can help more people. Nice. When you, when you look at, um, you know, you have a podcast, you know, I don't know if you have more books you want to write. Mm. When you look at those, like kind of the nitty gritty, like day to day, I think that, um, I mean, you probably see this, right? Like there's a what I, this hundreds of thousands of podcasts, everyone's trying to write a book. What's the thing that separates in, in your opinion, obviously the people that take these things on and fulfill, succeed, keep repping them out versus the people that will start and not ever, you know, like actually play it out to its fullest. The big, I think the big difference is um, getting to a place where, where you have enough clarity in your vision that you know why you're trying to do all these things. I, I met with a client yesterday. She had a podcast and she had a book and she had all this stuff going on. And, and I was asking her some very simple questions, but simple doesn't always mean easy. It's, it's like, what do you, why are you doing all of this? And what's the end goal? And what are the results that you're actually after here? And, and people get very frustrated when, when they realize, like, I don't know even why I'm doing all this. Mm. Um, and, and for in her case, I think, I think there was some masking of some psychological issues that stemmed from a divorce and a loss of a, a loss of a very close person to her. Um, and so I think when I look at all those things, it's the people that keep pumping them out, they usually have a passion and a reason why they're doing what they're doing. Um, and that reason is the, the, the reason I think some people succeed and some people don't is people really understanding that they're unique. They have a unique story. They have a powerful story. Um, and so it's about, it's about them tapping into their, their reason why they're doing these things. And, and if you can get to that place where the podcast doesn't feel like work or writing the book doesn't feel like work, you, you kind of win the game. Do you ever have that? Uh, I know I, like, I know I do. Sometimes I, I, I struggle or I get challenged by finding like what the real purpose is, like the, the the grand big purpose. I don't know if you've been watching it all. Have you seen like any at all the like Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary that's on right now? I yeah. haven't been watching that at all. Okay, so it, it doesn't matter. Like, but it, like one of the things I noticed in there is Michael Jordan had this um, thing that like I'm gonna outwork anyone. Mm -hmm. Like no one is gonna outwork me, which I was like, oh, that's that's a 
pretty cool mindset, especially for, for that kind of a job. And I went, but if you have that mindset and you don't have a, for, a what for with it, it's kind of pointless. Great, you're the hardest working guy at you know, a fast food chain. It's not a bad thing, but like you could be using that I'm the hardest working person in so many things. Are you using it with like a sense of purpose and a direction? And I find that with a lot of people and even myself, sometimes I go, man, like what's the big kind of ultimate vision? Mm -hmm. Do you have a, do you know what yours is like on a, on a grand scale? And also how do you, uh, do you have any ways that you help people figure out like what's their, why, what's their, their big vision? Yeah, this is a, this is a frustrating part of the journey because I've found the only way to figure out your why and it's not it's not sitting in your living room with a journal um the the actual shortcut to discovering those deep reasons and and why you're doing certain things and and maybe what you fall in love with as a as a career and a and a lifestyle and everything else um comes through action and so you kind of have to go through a period where uh, if you use the, the ice cream store analogy, it's like it, there's 31 flavors. You kind of got to try them all to, to find out that you really love chocolate. And, and so that's a frustrating part of the process is you can't sit in a living room and just hope that some of this stuff comes together. You got you to gotta try lots of different things in the beginning. And every time you're trying something, you're, you're kind of going back to like the Harvard um, Harvard University motto, which is Veritas, it's you're always course correcting. Like I tried this thing and it gave me energy and I feel good about it. Or I tried this thing and it, it dragged my energy and I don't feel good about it. And, and that's, that's kind of this minor course correction all the time that's happening. And how do you get into a place where everything you do feels good to you with how, how you prospect, how you generate leads, how you how you show up for your, your business and your family and your clients. So the shortcut is getting people into action and having self-confidence and faith in themselves to not know all the answers. And so it comes, I think it really comes down to having courage. Uh, people crave confidence and consistency and, and known outcomes. But at one point you have to have the courage to kind of, start the journey without knowing how things are going to turn out. I love the idea of experimentation. Like mm. Try and, you know, I, I, I even the analogy, I mean, if you think about going into it, if you've never had ice cream and I'm like, what's your favorite flavor? It's kind of impossible. And even maybe you've had a few flavors, you know, that there's a lot and you're like, well, I mean, I think it might be chocolate, but unless you actually go in the store and taste all the flavors, you, you it's, just a, it's just, yeah, you don't know. And so like, I might think that my purpose is such and such, or my passion is such and such. And I think there's some people that are really lucky, right? They just know, like it's in, it's like wired in them. And I think they happen to be really fortunate. And a lot of, a lot of us, and we could track this back to the beginning of the conversation when you were talking about school, how school like kind of teaches us to like follow the rules and just fit in. It doesn't, you know, we don't go to school and get bred to like figure out what our purpose and our passion is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and, mean, and, and I think, I think too, like one of the things I probably am most proud of in the last couple of years is, is I could sense my, my son's 13 and I played baseball through college and, and thought I was going to be a pro baseball player until, until the end of my college career when I realized I wasn't. Um, but I could see my son had played baseball but I could see that uh, somewhere around me stopping coaching and, and him going to the field and if I could just see that he wasn't, it, there was something out of alignment with his energy. Um, he wasn't into it. Uh, he wasn't passionate about it. It, didn't, it ended up getting to the place where I could see he was almost dreading, you know, going. And, and I went through, when I was going through the eight years, I was always beating myself up. It was like every time I tried a new flavor of ice cream and it didn't work, I would tell myself, I'm a loser, I'm a failure. Um, and until uh, there was some shift that happened for me, um, probably around the same time I, I began doing a lot of mindset work. Um, and the shift was that wasn't, that was no longer the story. That was, I, I tried something today and it didn't align with my energy. It wasn't a failure. 
And, and so I told my son, like, like, it's okay to not love baseball. It's okay to try a whole bunch of stuff to figure out what you're passionate about. And so he kind of tried other sports. He tried basketball. He tried this other thing. He tried this other thing, but he was telling himself that story of failure. Like why, why can't I figure out something I enjoy doing? And I just kind of kept encouraging him and like, well, let's try something different. Let's try this. Let's try this. And then one day um, he picked up a skateboard and he's like, I really like this. I really like this skateboarding thing. And next thing I know, he was not having trouble getting out of bed. He wasn't having trouble going to the skate park. He wasn't having trouble exercising. And so it was like, it was having the courage to not beat yourself up over trying lots of stuff. Um, ultimately to discover something that doesn't feel like work to you. And, um, and, and I'm glad that I'm able to not be the dad that's like, nope, you're going to play baseball because I played baseball, you know, that type of thing. It's like I, I viewed him as an individual and I was just trying to get him to discover something that was in alignment with him. That's awesome. It's a really cool, you know, it's a different way to look at like how we, how we parent and how we support our kids. Mm. When you, I want to, I want to just kind of hear like from you and like your mindset around the things that you want people to know that maybe you don't, you know, you have a podcast, you're on a lot of podcasts. Is there like a topic or something that you're kind of passionate about, or you find that you're talking about lately with maybe colleagues or people, but you haven't had the opportunity to kind of like soapbox on it. Um, you know, I mean, there's, I'm always kind of pushing the mental, my mental capacity, my mental limits. Uh, I realize now, as much as I know, I still don't know shit. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I, you know, it's like, it's like there's always. I, I'm trying to keep an open mind to a lot of things. I think the thing that I'm most passionate about, because of my own journey is that there are people, there are entrepreneurs and, and entrepreneurship can be a very lonely, hard road. Um, it can also be, like you said, you can kind of get lucky or just fall into it. I, I know friends that have eight figure businesses and kind of the first business they touch worked. It's like the exact opposite of my story. Um, and so I think that the thing I'm most passionate about is getting everyone to recognize their own uniqueness, their own power, and getting them to a place where it's okay to admit what you want and it's okay to go after it. I, I find a lot of people just need a little bit of encouragement or they've they've gotten divorced and it's and it's hurt their mindset or wrecked their confidence or they lost a business or or something has always happened to trigger them and at some point they stopped living for themselves and they stopped going after what they wanted and they you know they they somewhere along the way they valued other people's opinions and other people's wants and desires over themselves and it's it's uh the unselfishness trap is real when you're trying to please everybody else you end up pleasing nobody you know essentially including yourself and uh and so anyway, I think that's what I'm most passionate about is help, helping those people that are on the verge of quitting or maybe even on quitting on life because they're just not, they're not doing something that's fulfilling to them and making them happy or uh, every day and, and creating a sense of well-being for themselves. And so I want people to realize it. it's sometimes as simple as raising your hand and asking for help. That's awesome. I think that's a great point right now. I've noticed, you know, so many people are just on like, if you just scroll through social media, a lot of people are angry, a lot of people are grieving, a lot of people are sad, a lot of people are complaining. And there's a lot of people that are like waiting for someone to help them. Like, mm. can they get the money from the government or from a bank or, you know, something, right? And that's not, I don't, I don't say that without compassion mm. and without feeling for like the pain people are in. And what I've also noticed though is there's a lot of people that are offering up what they do to help people for like much less than they either charge normally or for free often mm -hmm. right now. And then I've asked a lot of people that I, that I know and they're like, the people aren't taking them up on these offers, mm. which I find really interesting. 
that this is a time where, you know, it's like you might need support more now than ever. And you're like pushing against it. And I know for me, man, when I wanted to change my life like six, seven, six-ish years ago, it was like 2014 going into 2015. And I, my life wasn't working for me and I knew it had to be different. I think I met seven coaches, six of them that I said no to a free session. Mm. And I was like reading all the books and doing all the things, but I kept saying no. And then one day uh, I found the business card of the seventh one sitting on my desk and I went, what are you doing? Mm. You know, you're, you're trying to change your life. You're trying to find new habits, new patterns, new behaviors, all these things. And you keep saying no and, and to, to something for that's free. Yeah. Um, and saying yes to that seventh one, you know, maybe I just had needed the right time, right person, I don't know. But like was the game changer, it shifted every, it was that pivotal moment where I finally went left instead of, you know, straight or right. Yeah, I think, I think fundamentally, right, if you're not getting the results that you want, um, it me, your results today are simply um, a compilation of your previous thoughts, habits, patterns, routines. And so if you're not getting the results you want, it means you need to shift those habits and routines. And, and it's okay to, you know, run across seven coaches and not pick any of them and not know why. It's like our journeys tend to fall into alignment and be perfect for whatever reason that just seems to it. I think, I think the way that I would put it is when you sit down and you say, this didn't exist uh, five years from now or ago, you know, it didn't even exist. The thought didn't exist. Um, and you reverse engineer the process of certain things. Like I think about uh, a buddy of mine, Mitch Miller, he gave, he gave a course to a buddy of mine for free in 2015 or 16. Um, my buddy was following him for a couple of years. I needed help on copywriting. Um, he introduced me to Mitch. I ended up, you know what I mean? It's like we reverse engineered the path of how this actually went down. And it all started because Mitch was generous and gave a course away for free to somebody. And you know, now he's, you know, Mitch, one of my best friends, you know, it's just like, it's, it's this weird thing to start in the beginning because it's like, it, it gets created out of ether. You know, it, you, you wanted to change, you knew you wanted to change. You just didn't know how it was going to happen or how it was going to develop. And you had to, you had to get to that place of the journey where you took the first step. Yeah. I want to um I want to direct people to you and like where people I know you have a five minute like business blind spot challenge. What mm -hmm. is that? What do if you if people want to do that, um, they can go to themakeovermaster.com. But what is the challenge? What is this five minute blind spot challenge? You know, that's you talk about falling things falling into alignment and trying to get your business into alignment so that you feel good about everything. I never felt good about um cold calling people or hitting people up, asking them for business, that type of thing. So when we created the challenge, it was a way that we started a new relationship with value first. Um, so what we do is we essentially review businesses online presence, their website and their social media. Uh, we found that there's nine common blind spots that people have. They're just too close to their own problems. Can't see the forest through the trees type of feeling. Um, and so we basically do a little five minute video review and we say, here are the things that we see that are costing prospects from converting into leads and costing you from leads converting into sales with your business. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's very simple stuff that's right under your nose. Um, you just don't see it that way. Um, so we do these little complimentary five minute reviews and some of those clients hop on a sales call with us and some of those people become our clients. Um, and so that was a way that I could generate leads for the business in a way that I felt good about, which is helping others first before we ever ask them to, to do business with us or give them, give us money. What are other ways, uh, that people can, you know, track you down, follow you, learn more from you, work with you? What are the best ways for them to? Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, they can connect with me there. They can go to the website, themakeovermaster.com. Um, I do I do trainings for groups online uh, in today's environment, more online than ever. Uh, but I'll do you know 
uh, uh, get 50 realtors in a room that, that want to talk about how the business image and brand strategy kind of all plays together. So I'll do trainings there. Um, but yeah, if people want to connect with me, they can find me on social and reach out to me directly. Nice. And your podcast, the makeover podcast with Mike Young is on iTunes, on Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's like, it's all the places. Um, was there something you just want to put in? I thought you took a breath like you're going to start talking. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, I mean, the podcast is just, it's stories with other, it's interviews with other entrepreneurs, uh, just like this one where it's, it's sharing stories on how people overcame adversity. Um, because, because no matter what, we all have adversity. And, and I think those obstacles at the end of the day are, are, are a gift, you know, they, they're what shapes you. And, and having the courage to overcome those adversities and obstacles is, is what turns you into a, a really sharp sword at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, I know I find like, I mean, for me, I, I think my, what my favorite thing from doing this podcast is just simply like learning. Like I feel like every week when I record with somebody, I learn something new. Yeah, it's like, Right, see, see a new perspective, learn something about myself, about the world, about business. And I, I think the other thing I've seen too that I think I thought from the beginning, but I've got to see it really play out is it's like everybody has a story. There's nine, you know, roughly 9 billion people on this planet. And I, I, would, I would put money that every single one of them has a story and something that we can all learn. Now, everyone doesn't know how to tell their story. Everyone isn't comfortable sharing their story. Everyone isn't, you know, uh, maybe can't communicate it very well, but everyone has a story and I, and I love, thanks for coming on here, sharing yours, sharing, you know, you're talking about your family, what you're dealing with, what you've overcome and also, you know, just who you are and what you're building and how you want to help other people. It's my pleasure, Alex. Um, I'm, I'm just uh, grateful for the opportunity to share and, and hopefully somebody out there can, can think about something in a new way or maybe they have that light bulb go off and, and that's at the end of the day, I think that's why we both do what we do. Yeah. Thank you listeners for listening. Thanks for spending your time with me and Mike today. Please go to the makeovermaster.com. Check out Mike Young, listen to his podcast, the makeover podcast and uh, visit me at the dreammason.com. I just launched a new uh, authenticity audit, which is a way that you can for free, just take a look at how you're showing up. And it's not about like, is the way you're being authentic, right or wrong. It's really like for you to get a self-assessment. Is it working for you? Is the way you're showing up using your voice actually serving you and your goals? And again, if uh, it's April 22nd, so we just launched the 30 day challenge. Um, how, uh, man, I'm, I'm like, can't even talk. How, uh, how to not lose your shit and other mindfulness tools, which is a 30 day challenge. I'm losing my shit right here, uh, which is a 30 day challenge to just help us thrive during these uncertain times. It's still open. It's free. And it's really just there to help us all during these times. Mike, thanks again for being here and uh, listeners. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.